0: What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main man, Steven Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talkers. subscribe anywhere. You get your podcast, Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, they got some names to consider as we approach free agency, and things are starting to heat up. We aren't talking quarterbacks today, which I think is a relief to pretty much everybody ourselves included at this point every name associated with the quarterback position is the odds-on favorite to land with the Pittsburgh Steelers but at some point you just got to put that to the side and see what happens and that's where we are at this point in the offseason we'll dive into some other names that the Pittsburgh Steelers should be approaching in the open market and some that they should consider re-signing plus some offensive line news that I think would interest just about everybody we'll dive into all that plus a little bit more it's a beautiful day in the burg it's been a beautiful 24 hours in the burg although yesterday i don't know if it was like this in Southside, there was like a an hour-long stint where all of a sudden a tornado came through pittsburgh and it was just wild and then all of a sudden it was just cool calm and relaxed once again i don't know if that happened to you but uh either way how you feel my friend
1: I'm feeling good. I did feel the tornado. I think we did get tornado touchdown here in Southside, but <laughs> I, I was too focused on you know building this, the uh, Pittsburgh Bears. Uh, I think that's my big plan for the offseason. We're just going to take everyone from the Bears, and we're going to bring them to Pittsburgh. That's between Justin Fields and this next guy we're going to talk about. I think we just need
0: to, to move them all to, to Pittsburgh. By the end of the show, we could have three Chicago Bears being part of the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2024. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, to go from Mike Tomlin's philosophy when it comes to drafting Georgia players is they know how to win. Maybe in the NFL it's, well, they're, they're pretty tired of losing, so let's, yeah. <laughs> let's let's try to get them to win. Maybe that's the the philosophy we have here. Yeah, it was a wild uh, wild day yesterday. I am excited to talk some Chicago Bears, Pittsburgh Steelers transitions here, some names to watch. Let's start with a coaching hire before we dive into that, to anything. Congratulations to uh, wide receivers coach Frisman Jackson getting a job with the Seattle Seahawks yesterday. Glad to see he's still in the NFL, a guy that I think both of us were kind of surprised, didn't last in Pittsburgh this season. Um, well-earned, get to work with DK Metcalf, and uh, I'm sure he'll be all right.
1: Yeah, I think we both uh, felt a little bad because we felt like we jinxed him. I mean, we, yeah, we went on a podcast and we said, yeah, no, no, no way Frisman Jackson gets, gets fired. He's going to stay with the team. He's a good coach. They like him. Uh, he's had some good results, and then about, you know, eight hours later so <laughs> oh, Frisman Jackson is not coming back to the team. Um, nah. So yeah, congratulations to Fristman. Um well-deserved and it's just nice that he gets a new opportunity because like I said, I didn't really expect him to get, get dropped by the Steelers at all. So uh, I'm, I'm glad he's getting a chance somewhere else.
0: hundred uh, percent. I would much rather be sipping Starbucks in Seattle. I think that time of year football season than I would in Pittsburgh where it's cold and rainy, but, you know, just my opinion. Thankful to be here, as always. Let's talk about some Pittsburgh Steelers' potential transitions, potential free agent signings. Yesterday, the Chicago Bears made some headlines. How many times? What do you think the over-under is that we mentioned the name Chicago Bears in this in this podcast? I'm saying I'm going to set it at 10. You know? You going over? Under? Mm, I'll go under. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm going over 100%. We're already like four in, all right? That's true. Yesterday, the Chicago Bears, there's five made plenty of noise with the free agency market, releasing two big names, center Cody Whitehair and safety Eddie Jackson. And immediately you texted me and Nick and said, well, future Pittsburgh Steeler Eddie Jackson has now hit the open market. I won't lie. At first, I thought you were talking about Kareem Jackson, former Denver Bronco. And I was like, "Mm, I don't, you know, Demonte KZ, Kareem Jackson might not be the best duo that you want back there in terms of saving money and contracts and not losing guys to suspensions at some point, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense might've just had to re- dissolve itself because of all the penalties that they would have accumulated wrong Jackson. We're talking about Eddie Jackson here. Just uh, just about 30 years old or just turned 30 years old this past season entering, I want to say year seven of his NFL career now hits free agency a year early in his contract. I mean, you brought it up. What were your thoughts as soon as this hit? What went through your mind? My thoughts were that Eddie Jackson
1: is a dog, you know, and the Steelers need a safety, quite honestly. It was pretty pretty simple. Um, You know, I I, I texted you guys that. I was like, oh, Eddie Jackson, Steeler. I see it. Um, And, you know, I had to do some more thinking. um, Just, you know, is this guy, you know, he's old. Um, He's not. I mean, he's kind of experienced a little bit of a, of a renaissance these past couple of years, but he's missing yeah. games. Uh, you know, how, how uncomfortable or comfortable does that make you? Um, but I still think this guy has some game changing talents. I mean, he can force turnovers like no one else really in, in the national football league. Um, just over his career, 15 interceptions, I want to say. Uh, and I think at least three of them were returned for touchdowns. Um, and on yep. top of that, he has 10 more, 10 more forced fumbles. He has six forced uh, fumble recoveries, three touchdowns off of fumbles. Uh, this guy just not only turns the ball over at a ridiculous rate, but when he does, he makes the most of them. Um, and he's a pretty sure tackler. tackler. Um, again, just not really the same player that he was in 2018 or 2019, but I still feel like uh, a pretty pretty. Re- it would be a pretty remarkable addition for the Steelers. I mean – you pair him and make a Fitzpatrick on the back end of a defense yeah. and I'm not sure there's a better safety duo uh in the NFL at least this is a, that would at least be you know a top three unit in the NFL so uh to me this feels uh, this feels like it could be a real game changer and it could be just another piece of a, a real shutdown defense
0: I agree I agree I think the Steelers need a proven veteran I don't think they should be messing around with you know what I mean? Like a, another KZ or Keanu Neal, like shoot for the stars a little bit. I think Eddie Jackson's going to be affordable, which plays a big role here. Like you're 30 years old. You're coming off of two 12-game seasons, so you weren't, be, weren't, weren't able to finish the year. You're already getting paid, I, I think it was $5 million, million this year just from the Chicago Bears after being released. So you already have a signing bonus there. Go get another one from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Go... I don't know, like just sign somewhere that you think you could win. If that's the philosophy, the Pittsburgh Steelers are certainly that team. I think that would be huge. When it comes to pairing up with Minka Fitzpatrick, I mean, that's what the Steelers need. They've been missing that other guy that, you know, we we talked about it earlier in the year, this year. Kevin Byard out of the Tennessee Titans. Go get him. Why? Because he's a game changer at safety. He's a dude who... Could turn the ball over. He's a dude who could take a lot of pressure off of Minka Fitzpatrick. I think that's what the Steelers are looking for. Eddie Jackson would be awesome. There's no questions there. And I also don't think. And maybe I'm I'm alone here, but I I don't think that safety is high enough on the Steelers' draft priority list. Nor do I think that safety position is loaded enough to make it a priority. Where I think free agency is the way to go. And if you're gonna like that, this is an opportunity to not spend a boatload of money, but also get somebody who raises that bar.
1: That's what I'm saying. And I mean, you're also, you know, uh, assuming you make a move for a safety and you don't need to keep Patrick Peterson around, you're going to save close to $10 million cutting Patrick Peterson. Uh, and I think yeah. that money can go directly into the Eddie Jackson fund, you know, Um That's why. So that's my thing. Like it's it's Eddie Jackson who I think was making around thirteen million dollars last year. Don't think he'll make that this year. Uh, I think you can convince Jackson kind of take a little bit of discount and say, hey, you're going to be on a contender. You're going to be on a team that that has a chance to compete. Uh, And so take a little bit less money and come play with the other best safety in the NFL. You know, like that. That seems like a no brainer to me. That feels like a really strong pitch for a guy who's. Come from the Chicago Bears, who I you know I'd have to look up their records, but I think he made the playoffs one of those years and didn't make it very far in those years. So uh, I feel like this is a guy who coming from Alabama is has won a lot before in his career uh, and wants to do that again. So I feel like the the Steelers could really slide in and make him a really compelling
0: offer. I agree. I agree, and I don't think I don't think it, it changed anything. It brings up you brought up an interesting point there with the Patrick Peterson situation and where they go with that if they consider a safety like this I think that this moves the bar you know we've talked about is Patrick Peterson an option as a cap casualty I think he becomes a realistic option if you could replace him with somebody that you know you could rely on who is a veteran presence like if you're going to replace him with a Demonte KZ or a Keanu Neal or somebody of that caliber you kind of want to keep him because you just aren't 100% certain what you're going to get out of the others if you're going to look at it and go oh, we're replacing Patrick Peterson with Eddie Jackson, I mean there's that's a no-brainer. You know, that's not somebody that you're worried about when it comes to I mean like I I respect Patrick Peterson. I think Patrick Peterson's still got game left in him, but he's not the greatest tackler and Eddie Jackson is everything you're looking for in a safety. So I think that that is that's an easy move that the Pittsburgh Steelers could make. Who's your say let's say hypothetically, you sign Eddie Jackson. Who's your third? You comfortable with bringing KZ back? You looking for another options? You looking for the NFL draft? How how would you approach the third or the third safety if you're the Steelers?
1: I would bring KZ back. I mean, I think KZ is really reliable. Um, I mean, except for when he's getting suspended, but um, that's a. <laughs> but, but I you think for KZ, the most, man, we love him. Yeah, we do for real. I like I I actually genuinely really like KZ as a player. Um, I think that he'd be. A very good backup. Uh, I think he knows the system. I think he's cheap, uh, and I think he produces when he is on the field. So I, I think my my first instinct would be to bring KZ back. Um, it, and as it's like a backup, I feel like that's a perfect role for him. You know, like don't don't give him too much. And I think that's where you know you start to notice some of the inconsistencies with Demonte KZ. But uh, you know, if he's backing up on Eddie Jackson or a, or on Minka Fitzpatrick, who let's you know you brought up the 12 games over the past two seasons for Eddie Jackson and uh, minka's had his injury concerns last year as well so I feel like having a guy like Casey I think is still starting quality you know like yeah. how yeah you know to what degree he's starting quality I think is the question but I think to have a guy who's starting quality uh, as a backup for you is always always a luxury and always a good thing to have
0: I agree I agree there's a total difference between starting 17 games and starting four. And if you could rely on, like you, KZ's a guy you could rely on for four. I think I'd go the same way. I like KZ as that third guy. I thought he worked really well when it was him and Terrell Edmonds and Minka Fitzpatrick as that one, two, three punch a year ago. I thought that was the perfect mix. The Steelers didn't really have that. Like They wanted Keanu Neal to be that third. I don't think he ever turned into that third or like as reliable as they hoped he would be. You take a step forward, you allow KZ to be that third. I think that fixes a lot of holes. I also don't think people are gonna be like, Oh, that's a band aid, that's a band-aid. Maybe, but if you could get Eddie Jackson for two years and K Z for another season, you know, you could go find the replacement next year and not have to worry about this isn't a band aid. This is a veteran starter who plays the safety position. And and that's like there are a lot of teams in the NFL that approach the safety position by going and getting a veteran. You know, there's a lot of guys who waited out and signed that cheap Tyron Matthew or whoever to say, hey. this is a guy, you know, that we could rely on into his 30s and a position that you want a veteran. You want somebody who's proven. I think it's not abandoned. I think it's the, it, it's just a way the NFL works.
1: Yeah, we were talking about this last year. I feel like just like no one needs safeties. You know, like yeah. we were we were looking at the safety market at one point and it was late in the offseason. It was just like, oh, no one wants to ever sign a safety. Apparently, you just don't need safeties in the NFL. It's crazy.
0: Nope. nope. Nobody goes. Safeties never go. Everybody talks a big game all the time. Oh, the safeties are going to sign. Unless you're signing in house, you're not. If you're a safety, you're not getting a big contract. Like it just almost never happens. Sometimes it does, definitely. But I mean, C.J. Gardner Johnson, I think got. He, he's definitely less than ten million dollars this this season, and that dude was a year ago considered the best safety in the NFL. So like that's like that's where unless you're in house, unless you're a Minka Fitzpatrick. You could wait it out. You could find one of these guys for cheap. Eddie Jackson could definitely be that move. And I think he would love to come play with Minka and TJ in that defense and play for Mike Tomlin. He just he strikes me as a Pittsburgh Steelers safety would be awesome to stick with the secondary. Chandon Sullivan told Steelers takeaways the other day that during his exit interview with the Pittsburgh Steelers, They informed him that they would like to continue to do business with him. He's obviously a free agent. He said that he played a lot less than he expected to play this past season, but still feels like he made the most out of it. I felt like Shannon Sullivan played a a pretty decent role for what the Pittsburgh Steelers were looking for. They were looking for a lot of chess pieces. Sullivan was a guy that could come in here. and I mean, I didn't have high expectations for Shannon Sullivan. I really didn't. I looked at him as a guy that everybody talked about when he was leaving Minnesota and Green Bay as... No, this guy's not that good. You know, he's if you go watch the tape, it's concerning. I thought he he filled in quite well for the position and the role that they were looking for. Obviously, they could have uh, gotten a little bit more and maybe they're thinking about getting a little bit more. But you hear that Shannon Sullivan could resign with the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you were them, would you make that your top priority? Or are you going hunting in free agency looking for something else?
1: Yeah, I I don't know like is there I mean so free agency is one thing but I is there a reason why resigning Levi Wallace for like a little bit of a discount no he made a bunch more money this year like isn't a better option I mean I don't know I I wasn't super is impressed Levi with, going to the slot Are you moving Levi to the slot I mean do you like I yeah I, I don't but know like I'm not worried about
0: slot.
1: yeah I I guess so but like you know, can you put Elijah Riley there? Can Elijah Riley take some snaps as a slot corner? I I don't know. He did that during training camp a little bit. Um, I I don't know. I just wasn't impressed with Chandon Sullivan really at all uh, this yeah. season. I can't really remember a point where he stuck out. Which I don't know. I guess for a DB isn't the worst thing in the world, but I I just I don't I don't know. I I guess if you can sign him for real cheap, I mean, a veteran having a veteran guy there isn't that bad. But I I don't know. I'm just I, it feels. Hmm, I don't even know because I feel like safe is isn't the right word because yeah. I don't think you really know what you get in Chandler Sullivan if you're throwing him out there for a bunch of snaps. Um, but I, I guess it could work. I mean, I wouldn't hate it, but I I don't know if it would excite me. Um, and I just, you know, I'm not sure who else is out out there to be quite honest. You know, like who's out there that um, yeah, who who's out there with better slot experience that can. So I don't know. I, I it feels very. Feels very muted to me. I, I I don't know. I'm not super excited by Chandon Sullivan, but I guess it works. the The more I think about it, it's really. I, I guess the biggest benefit is that he's cheap. You know, like you, yes. you wouldn't have to think about it if you're signing him for a million dollars, two million dollars. Like, who cares? You know.
0: I agree. I agree. But I see where you're coming from. You know, like why would you? If there are other options that are also going to be cheap, why would you just not go with the the best option available? You know, for for the price tag of yeah. very little. I, I look at, it, I agree with that. I don't think Chan Sullivan like, I thought Shannon Sullivan played better than my expectations were. I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't sit here and say Chan Sullivan is the top guy on the market. He's the guy that you have to go get. He fixes all your, I don't even know if he fixes one issue. Like I just, maybe yeah. he's not your best bet. There was, a, I mean, we were, we were Elijah Riley guys through and through through the preseason and training camp. That guy should have started at slot. Maybe, maybe he wouldn't have played as well as Channing Sullivan once we got into games against Cincinnati Bengals and so on and so forth. But I do think that he's an option. Kenny, Kenny Moore, I think, is the top option. Like, if the Steelers are really looking to make a splash and say, hey, look, at, we need a slot guy. We're tired of just, like, signing these guys that aren't working out well. Kenny Moore is your guy. He is a proven, he's an all-pro, he's a dude who makes plays in that position he is one of the best that you can go get in that position. I think that's the splash that I'm going to make and I'm not even thinking twice about it, especially if he's affordable like if you could sign him if you could sign Levi Wallace to be your c b three and make him you know he makes almost no money and then you have Joey Porter jr and you draft another guy and look at that as look at our our corners are cheap, very cheap go get Kenny Moore go play pay a little bit more for kenny Kenny Moore plug him into the slot I'm 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 all about that like I am I think that's their top option let me toss another name out there you think Arthur Millette would consider coming back to the Pittsburgh Steelers after uh after the way things ended here
1: Ooh, I don't know um <laughs> I don't yeah because it kind of was it was a little bit of I don't remember all the details but I do remember it was kind of a don't let the door hit you on the way out type yeah. of uh yeah. type of deal um, I think the steel. I mean, do you think this? Like, Cause he was bad here in Pittsburgh. Like I, I don't know. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like the Steelers weren't justified for saying, "Hey, we want to move on." Um, yeah. but
0: Arthur Millette did have a good season. I, I don't know. Hey, he was phenomenal in Baltimore. Was not yeah, good. He I mean, was, you can't. He God. was not good in Pitt. like He was like he was. He had his moments in Pittsburgh. I think he was more reliable than maybe Chandon Sullivan was in different areas. But I mean, he was like he was nowhere near how good he was in Baltimore than That's what I'm Pittsburgh. Saying. Yeah, because I assume if he comes back, he's like going
1: to add some emotional damages onto his contract demands. You know, like he is going if you get what, if you get what I'm saying. Like he is going yeah. to yeah. he's going to ask for a little bit more money just because it is the Steelers. You know. Yes. Yeah So I, I I I think that I don't know. I guess that comes down to what is Kenny Moore going to get. Because Kenny Moore, I agree, he would be awesome. Like that would be that would be ideal. Um, But you know, what's the difference between an Arthur Millette versus a Kenny Moore going to be? Because I feel like if Arthur Millette's asking for, well, let's think, uh, four or four million dollars
0: a year. Yeah, I'd say more than that. Four is a good number. Kenny made just just for reference. Kenny made eight million dollars in twenty twenty three. So, I would imagine he's just about that same number in twenty twenty four. I don't think Millette made much at all in 2023. Um, He made, I just had him here and I scrolled by him. He made $1 million. So I'd imagine he's two, maybe three, you know, depending on, because he did have a good year. So that price tag is probably going to go up a little bit, but I would say two, no more than three. Kenny's probably right around that eight number.
1: Yeah. And if you assume a little, like, if you're assuming a little bump just because he's, you know, going to demand more from the Steelers and if the Steelers really want him, they would, they would pay it but like if you're going north of three i feel like you would just i would rather go get kenny moore for the eight you know yes
0: yes i agree i agree i'm doing make a splash you know make it just break it down like real if you go get eddie jackson just to tie everything together if you go get eddie jackson and you say he you're signing eddie jackson for he's already making five let's say you sign eddie jackson for you know let's just say ten Let's say 10's the number. And I think 10 might be high. But let's just say 10's the number. You think 10 might be high. Yeah, 30 years old. I just, you Mm -hmm. know, I I think when he signed his last deal, it was like 14 million dollars a year made sense when you were 27. When you're 30 years old, just depending on how the especially missing games in the past two seasons. I'd be like 10's a good number. Maybe eight of that is a salary cap hit. The other is a signing bonus, so you don't have to worry. So let's say eight million dollar hit from Eddie Jackson, Kenny Moore. You're signing for eight, and you know six million dollars of that is is a cap hit. You've just spent what's that, fourteen million dollars on two? Like that's and that's like that's a Lejarius Snead. Like you just you just filled two holes with Lejarius Snead for what you would get Lejarius Snead for. Go go get a corner in the draft. I mean, dude, your defense is looking good. Like, like your, your defense is looking real good. You got to figure out your inside linebacker position. But I'm not like people. People keep bringing that up. And I think, yes, definitely. Alandon Roberts is a starter in 2024. There's zero questions asked. And if Cole Holcomb's healthy, Cole Holcomb looked good before he got hurt. You know, if he could stay healthy, that's awesome. And then if you could draft somebody in the second or the third round, you know, that guy from Texas A&M, the Steelers are reportedly all over. Maybe that's maybe that's a name to watch like you're there at that point, like your defense looks scary, you know, and that's and all holes filled with no with no gaps with no uh, Levi Wallace right. is your gap as your CB three. That's OK. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I mean,
1: like, that's that's every defense, like your backup corners, are your backup corners for a reason. You know? Exactly.
0: Exactly. I think that would work out very well. I think there are other options than to resign Chan and Sullivan. I just, you know, I don't know if Mike I don't think Mike Hilton's a, a free agent. I think that's next year. That would have been awesome. That's the you know, bring Mike I'm all about Mike Hilton all the time. He's my favorite player outside of Cam Sutton to ever come through the Pittsburgh Steelers locker room. Hands down. Hands down. All right. Next thing I want to talk about, Jay Dulek drops a little uh little offensive line bomb that might sway how we feel about where the Pittsburgh Steelers are headed this offseason and the direction that they're gonna go with filling some holes or some needed holes on the offensive line. He said that during his weekly chat, Mason Cole center for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Steelers love him. They they like his leadership. They like his intangibles. They would like him a little bit more as a backup center slash swing guard. That's what he's played for a good chunk of his NFL career. I look at just two sides of this coin here. I love Mason Cole. I think you love Mason Cole. Mason Cole is like the best human in the Pittsburgh Steelers locker room, maybe hands down. Like that guy... Never says a bad thing. He's always smiling. He's always joking with you. He's always open to just like have normal conversation. That guy is that guy is the best. As a player, I think we spent most of the season talking about issues and mistakes and how the Steelers probably need a center. So I feel like it makes sense. I mean, there's two sides to this. Do you think that Mason Cole would remain with the Pittsburgh Steelers to be a backup? And do you think that the Steelers... Maybe a, a Dulac is kind of letting us some, giving us some insight on. The Steelers are are hunting for a, a center pretty high in free agency or the NFL draft.
1: Yeah, I mean, not without knowing what the center market, <clears throat> excuse me, looks like around the NFL right now. Um, I don't think Mason Cole would get a starting. I, I don't think he's likely to get a starting job anywhere else. So yeah, I I. I feel like he'd be he'd feel comfortable remaining with the Steelers, kind of in any situation, and and being willing to say, "Ham hey, the backup." But I know they like me and they want to keep me around, so why not? Why not stick with what's safe and what's comfortable? Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, I agree. I just thought it was funny the way this was phrased. Like the Steelers love Mason Cole, but <laughs> when he's not on the field, you know, but. um Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think this does signal that they're looking for a center at some point in the draft. Um, and I think the interesting thing is that there are levels to it. So like, yeah, uh, Jackson Powers Johnson from Oregon seems like a first round guy. Uh, yeah. But like, you know, then there's Zach Fraser and uh, the, the Georgia center. Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Cedric is like Van Pratt or something. He has some yeah, weird like Bratt. sound yeah, of right. music type sound of music type name. <laughs> like it's. Um, but like those are guys who are second or third round. Like you have options. You have some flexibility. Like you, if you miss out on Jackson powers, Johnson, like he's a stud, but I, I feel like you could feel comfortable using that, that pick on, you know, a tackle on an inside linebacker on a corner, whatever you want really. And then saying in the second round, like, okay, Van Pratt's going to be there. Frazier's going to be there. Like we have options yeah. there that we feel pretty confident in as well. So, um, I, I think a center will get picked at some point in this draft. Um, uh, where exactly, <clears throat> excuse me. um, where exactly one gets picked, I'm not sure. Um, but I feel like the Steelers have flexibility, and they can say – like that that first pick that they have is a complete wild card in my eyes. Oh, like, 100%. They could go in about five different directions based on who falls where. Um, yes. So could be a center, could be an inside linebacker, could be a corner. Like it's they, – they have a ton of options, but I think a center is coming off the board to the Pittsburgh Steelers at some point this offseason, whether or not they keep Mason Cole or not, so –
0: yeah, I agree. I agree. Do you? And I think I'll I'll talk about the draft first, and then I got a question for you. Do you? Are I I agree, and I think I think Jack Spire Johnson is a stud. But I also understand if you're going to get a tack, like you have you have to understand there's other holes here when you're talking about one position. So uh, there's there's going to be first round tackles, and if the Steelers want to make a move for a first round tackle, I get I 100% support that. I think that's the way. Like you could you could find another center somewhere to get two franchise tackles is a complete game changer for your offensive line that does wonders and if you want to go corner I think that is a staple that would be I mean to, it it has been my entire life my entire life the Steelers have not had two superstar corners every, not once and you could you could people will say William Gay Brian Mc. no no they never had a Nike Taylor and a an Nike Taylor 2.0 to have a Joey Porter and a Joey Porter 2.0 would be incredible I think that's a total game changer. So I think that's on the table, but I do think that in the first two rounds, I would say two rounds, I would say it's either their first round pick or their second round pick. The Steelers select a center. And I think maybe right now, if I had to guess Zach Frazier would be my like top guess, just because he's local. The Steelers are, I mean, they might go to Oregon's pro day, but they're definitely going to West Virginia's pro day. And I think that they there's reports out there that they got a lot of interest in this guy. There's reports that they got a lot of interest in Jackson Powers Johnson. But I think that just where Frazier falls is like ideal for the Pittsburgh Steelers in that position. Now, when it comes to Mason Cole sticking with the team, does that mean Nate Herbig is gone? Do you, Are you just keeping both of them as your swing guards? I mean, is Spencer Anderson now just like officially a tackle? Like what? what how are you handling that situation? Does it change anything? Um. I mean, in my
1: I, that's a good question. I mean, I hadn't thought about it to be quite honest with you, but I, I, my gut instinct is to say it doesn't change much. Like, I think Spencer Anderson is kind of first on the chopping block in that scenario because I think they really oh, like I agree. Nick Herbig. Um, and I think, I, I think they like Nick Herbig especially if they can say, "Hey, you're just a guard. Like, you're just a guard." Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. but you've got. I mean, you've already got two guys that I think they really like, and James Daniels and and Isaac Siemalu. So, yes. I don't know. It's a, it's a. Oh, I actually might take this back because I feel like Anderson, if he can play some tackle, like that's the guy you keep around instead of Herbig. Because if you're swinging, like I think you've, if if uh, Mason Cole is becoming a swing guard, like I don't think you need two of those. And yeah. I feel like you already feel like the uh, the. Guard spot is like real locked up. Like you're not, you're you're only doing it in case if someone, uh, a backup guard is only going in if like someone gets hurt. And see yeah. Malo, I know he got banged up a couple times, but he was he was pretty steady. Like he played a, a bunch of games. Like you know he yeah. was sitting out of practice every day, but it was, but he was getting to game day just fine. And James Daniels, you yeah. had no issues there. So, um, you know, I would be I would be tempted to say. Nick Herbig uh, is the guy that, that sticks around over Mason Cole, but if they're yes. going to keep Mason Cole, then I feel like it'd be Herbig over Anderson that, that goes.
0: I agree. I agree. Nick, what, is, what what did the Steelers have Spencer Anderson listed as last year? A center or a guard? Um, because I think that plays a mate like if you could, I mean, just, if, just to lay it out there, I don't know. It, 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 they're only going to keep one center on their active roster during game days, but if you could have Dan, if you could draft a, a tackle and then have Dan Moore and Spencer Anderson as your backups with Nate Herbig and Mason Cole as your backup interior offense, like that's a loaded offense. That's a really good offensive line. Like there are no, uh, no issues, no issues there. Spencer Anderson was listed as of right now as the third left guard behind Isaac Siamalu and Nate Herbig. Okay. Okay. So that, that brings up another question. Is is Spencer the guy – like, is he a practice squad guy now? Are you getting – like, is he – if he's a guard, you know, if if that's where they see him fit, is that a guy they, they – because I like Spencer. I think Spencer Anderson's got that's potential. What
1: that's what I'm saying. I like Spencer Anderson, so I hope they don't. I mean, I hope they would be able to keep him around on the practice squad in that scenario, but just, like, not room. And I feel like he – I feel like the shine of him – He this would be his, his second year. I mean, he didn't yeah. really do anything during his rookie year. I feel like you could sell – if you're his agent, you can sell teams on the versatility of uh, in his youth. So, it, I find it hard to believe that he would be able to stay in Pittsburgh. Um, just, yes. just feel like there would be better opportunities elsewhere. But, um, I like him and I really hope they can keep him because I'm I'm a big fan of Spencer Anderson.
0: Me too. I think that 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 he's got a lot of potential. I think if you could bounce him out, I think if you could keep him on the active roster just as like an everything, and try to work him out there, cool. You know, I think that works out very well. If they look at, which they might just look at him as a guard because it's tough to play all five positions on that offensive line in the NFL. I think that changes things, but I I also think that brings up, like, I don't know if you'd keep Mason Nate Herbig's only 25 years old, 26, maybe might've just turned 26. You're keeping him, you know, Mason Cole's 28. Like at that point, you're, you're looking at just the age difference and Nate, Nate Herbig's got future starting potential. I think that that, that just it changes a lot of things in the NFL. I also think maybe you could get something for Mason Cole. Again, I love Mason Cole as a human. I would love him to, to stay in Pittsburgh. He's a joy to talk to all the time. He's a joy just to hang out within the locker room. Good morale. Um, but, I don't know. Tough call. Especially with, you know, you got draft stock and Spencer Anderson. That changes, that changes a lot. A lot of questions. Very interesting to see uh, where the Steelers go with this. I think it's exciting to kind of see the offensive line is a pretty high priority and a position that I think they've needed to address for a couple of years now, and now finally looking like they are going to is pretty, uh, pretty cool. Plenty more to come. We're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Check us out anywhere you get your podcasts. We are really pushing those audio downloads, so make sure to check us out. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review. Hit that download button. We really, really appreciate it. Check out all of our work at AllSteelers.com and our pit coverage at InsideThePanthers.com. If you missed it the other day, they snapped a Virginia winning streak that uh, was pretty legendary. Maybe this pit team is alive and well, and it's time to start paying attention to them. We will be back on Monday. Enjoy a beautiful weekend in the Berg. Peace.